This is Mr. Christopher with the Funkatopia Radio Show, and today we have on Funkatopia Live, we have a very special guest, Dave Brandwine, guitar vocalist from Turquoise. How are you, man? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I always thought the band was called Turquaz for some reason. I, I, I maybe no, I, it's it's Turquoise. Right. And did anybody has anybody ever called you Turquaz before? Or? Oh, people have called us all sorts of things before. <laughs> You'd be amazed how creative people can get with it. Um, you know, we certainly didn't didn't make it that easy on ourselves. It's a tough name to say and to spell, but it's unique. You know, we have that going for us. So. Well, where did the name come from? Uh, way, way back uh, when Taylor, the bass player, and I uh, sort of started the band, we were making demos in my home studio in Boston, and we pretty much never left the house. Uh, we were just there kind of working on stuff all the time, jamming and stuff. So uh, we didn't get out much. The only place we did get out to was the Turkish market across the street from our house uh, to get the occasional uh, – snack or fanta or something like that um and it was called turquoise market um and for some odd reason we thought that that made a fantastic band name uh, and you know it was kind of a passion like it was just a project for fun at the time and we couldn't have probably imagined that you know several years later here we'd be touring the country doing this full time but uh you know, we went with that and we never looked back. It's been it's been turquoise ever since. And we've kind of like grown into it, you know, like the way we sound. And I just think like our our visual style and all these things have kind of grown into the name. And, you know, it's like I said, it it's certainly unique, if nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the first time I saw you guys was, I, I guess, in New Orleans. Uh, you had opened up for uh, the new Master Sounds, which is uh, – I mean, those are great group yeah. of guys. It was, I think, it was uh, Joy Theater. I think is where you guys were playing at. Yeah, great, great band, great venue, great city, all yeah. around. Yeah, and I and I'd actually I'd heard about you beforehand. I guess it was either your manager or somebody that was running uh, running promotion for you guys, and actually sent me the first album. We actually did a review on Funkatopia many years ago. I don't know if you guys ever even saw it. Oh, no. Well, I knew the name was familiar. I think I did probably see it, yeah. Yeah, so so you guys have been doing this for, for quite a long time. How, how long has the band been together now at this point? We've been touring since 2012. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we kind of like started making our original demos up in school a few years before that, moved down to New York and kind of just played shows around the city, a little bit around the Northeast for a while, but really um you know actually that our very very first festival ever was bear creek down in suwanee in yep. 2000 2011 so that was yep. like before we even really had done a tour or anything and then and then the following year we we, we hit the road full time so we've been touring full time for about six years yeah, they've been, that Bear Creek Festival was a really good one. I, I don't know what they're doing anymore, but they, um, I mean, it was a really good festival. They always tend to bring in a lot of really cool acts and, and just bands you hadn't heard of before, and they really kind of opened yeah. the door for a lot of people. Yeah, so. they took a chance on us, honestly. So, you know, because we were virtually, we were pretty much unknown. Um, and that really opened us up to a whole, I mean, you know, that whole festival world was was brand new to us. I had, I had, 
personally never even near never even been to a festival before that so it was pretty crazy to kind of dive headfirst into all that yeah and a lot of people don't know that there is you know a lot of people say, well well funk is dead no it, it really isn't you're just not paying attention because it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where uh especially in the you know, the festival group that you're talking about there is a really uh tight-knit group and you know they they welcome newcomers all the time but um it, and i don't know really who kind of you know, kept the ball rolling, but Bear Creek was obviously a really uh, good one. Now, now the Halloween series and the Swanee Halloweens and those things are those are all uh, pretty, um, you know, pretty fantastic festivals. But you, you yeah. got you got groups like Corey Henry and 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 uh, New Master Sounds and Lettuce yep. and and Galactic and all those you know all those guys are all really deeply entrenched into this festival niche that has a life of its own absolutely and and they play and it's everywhere that festival is everywhere and it's very um it's a very unique feel and a really unique um it's almost kind of borderline type of woodstock hippie feel uh whenever you go but it's it's really really cool everybody's just having a good time and hanging out and listening to great funk music and it's just an interesting interesting vibe and i'm glad you guys got in because you're the perfect you're definitely the perfect style for that for sure yeah and i mean it's a great chance for people's fans to you know in you know mix in with each other and people to discover new music i mean that's really the thing like we spend the summer now playing festivals largely to just get out to new you know someone who came to see another band and they see our set and they're like oh my god you're my favorite band on the festival and then we start (laughs) seeing them come to every single show for the next several years when they're in, when we're in their area, you know, and it's, it's, we see it and we both, we meet a lot of our fans and I know that it happens in larger numbers too. Um, so that's the thing. You kind of spend the summer doing that, which is really cool and playing these beautiful outdoor venues. And then in the fall and winter, you do like the club dates, you know, the, the tours that are really for your, you know, more diehard fans. Of course, there's still people coming to check you out for the first time on the club dates. But, um, you know, it's it's nice having that dichotomy throughout the year, spending the summer kind of, you know, playing outside to tons of new people and then doing the doing our own thing in the in the club shows, which is what we have coming up, you know, in the fall. Well, and, you know, I think I came on board with you guys back in uh, Digitonium. And so yeah. my, I guess my question is, as far as Digitonium was concerned, is that you've got a brand new album that's going to be coming out. And tell us a little bit about this brand new album and how you feel. Because back with Digitonium, I think that, you know, it was funk, but you had so many of these uh, eclectic elements and it didn't see, you know, it, it, it was just a very, very different type of uh mesh of of different styles that were all on one album how how was this album how was this album changed from from that you know i think we did that same thing again but in a very different way you know digitonium is it's a long album it's a concept album based in in fantasy which was really really fun to write and uh really really fun to put together i think it was really stylized in my mind, kind of more in one direction of this sort of like synthy, dreamy, semi-80s kind of feel that was really, really fun to do. And we really just completely immersed ourselves in that vibe while making that record. Um, And on this album, I would say, I think it's even more eclectic as far as the range of things that we do 
as a band being represented on one album. And not only that, but a very concise album. Because compared to Digitonium's 24 tracks, this album has nine tracks. Uh, <laughs> so, of course, many of those other ones on you know were like interludes and stuff. I mean, there was 13 or 14 songs on there. This one's um, nine, but it's boiled down, I think, in a really, really potent way, which I'm excited about. Um, I think every single track stands on its own. Um, it by the end proved to be a little bit of a concept album in itself or a theme album, I should say, but based more in reality this time rather than in fantasy. And it was the first time for me in writing uh, for, for Turquoise that I feel like I put a lot of personal thoughts and experiences into a record, which some of which even get a little bit dark at times, but it was cool setting that over um upbeat and fun energetic music i really like that juxtaposition because i feel like it's not something that you hear all the time so it was really interesting to approach it that way for this record um there was also a good amount of collaboration uh this last single that we just released if i ever fall asleep um i co-wrote with with josh from the band and uh also it was co-produced by jerry harrison of talking heads so we also got nice. to expand our horizons a little bit there and um with both within the band and outside the band work with some more people who worked with uh another co-producer on a couple tracks um a guy named rob oblock based out of nashville so this was it was cool it was a lot of collaboration on this record a lot of trimming the fat boiling it down to to um you know, the tightest version of itself that it could possibly be and inserting a little bit of, you know, real life struggle and stuff into music while still keeping it fun and upbeat. Right. Now, is it still a nine piece band or do you expand it or cut down? No, no. We're, yeah, we're a nine piece band. Okay. And you're still based out of Brooklyn or is it? You yeah. Of, all right. Cool. Cool. Now, one of the things that was, I did note, um, and I was, Actually, pulling up the, uh, the the old article that I did, and let me try to look at the date that I did on this. It was uh, just WordPress. It says three years ago. And I, you guys also made it onto the 20 best funk albums of 2015 on Funkatopia, too. So there you go. Very nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So you got you may actually – this album makes it right underneath the wire to possibly be on this list, too. But one, one of the things that uh, I did note on the last album was these – really bizarre titles like a couple that i had i had pulled off of digitonium was uh european festivity nightmare uh bijou drains the bird dog <laughs> percy thrills the moon dog murder face i mean there's like all these bizarre titles is is that <laughs> does that continue on this new album or um might have we may have reined it a little bit on this album um I mean, if I ever fall asleep is a is a lengthy title. I don't know if it's as strange as some of those other ones are. You know, those each of those that you just mentioned from Digitonium kind of have their own story to them, which very much informs why they're 
called that. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to ask about some of these because we've never done an interview, but I've always <laughs> wanted to know what Bijou drains the bird dog means. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> it can be interpreted in uh, many ways, and the, the lyrics are pretty strange if you really dive into them. <laughs> but, uh, but Bijou drains is actually the name that uh, Pete Townsend appears by. It's his pseudonym under... Um, a song by Thunderclap Newman, who was originally his guitar roadie. And uh, Pete Townsend plays on on his track, but he plays under the name Bijou Drains, <laughs> which I really just thought was wow, that's maybe the worst heard. name I've ever heard. <laughs> and so I was like, it's so bad that I just want to use it for something. It's not. It's no Jamie Starr, but it's, it's, no. it's up there. Yeah. And then similarly, um, Paul McCartney made an album, uh, an instrumental sort of orchestral version of his Ram album. Um, but he made it years later under the name Percy Thrills Thrillington. So <laughs> that one is derived from that. And then I sort of have this, it, from there, I kind of like explored it even further. And both the last names were like verbs as well as last names. And I just started having some wordplay fun with it um, and enjoyed my like British classic rock references being in there because that's kind of what I grew up listening to. Gotcha. Um, so, any, so, so anybody that's that got a, <laughs> anybody that's got a deep, deep uh, knowledge of, of good classic rock you know, uh, <laughs> could pick that out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Could, people, well, people have called it out before. Oh, they yeah, have. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I probably could have. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> a little I, quick Google. You yeah, know, I, I probably could out. have, but I just thought, no, I think I like the mystery part of this a lot better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's still some more mystery in there. <laughs> All right. So, and I don't think we we got to to talking about the new. Well, we talked a little bit about the new album, a uh, uh, tad, where you were saying that you know some of that eclecticism and some of that you know, bizarre, uh, approach. I worked some of it into the songs themselves, maybe more so than, in the, you know, like this one song, lady lovely, uh, which Josh acts, which I wrote and Josh sings. I wrote with, with, along with uh, a few of the band members and Josh sings, uh, it's about, uh, an alien from outer space that the character, you know, our protagonist kind of like falls in love with and then realizes that she wants to, uh, not only murder him, but also the entire human race. And then by the end of the song realizes that it was all a delusion in his mind and none of it's actually happening at all. So there's, there's some strange stuff that we're still (laughs) being sure to insert throughout the record. That's kind of right in the halfway point of the record. And, uh, you know, like I said, there is some darker tone stuff on there, but there's also really fun and wacky stuff like that too. So I think, I think that's the thing. It, it is, it's a shorter and sweeter album and it's it's just jam-packed i mean i love love digitoria i love what we did with that but that was much more extended kind of um you know long form thing whereas this one really packs a punch and each song is very distinctly different so i think it's a it's a fun listen and you just got done with your with your uh, summer tour, and it uh, it looks to me like you're going to be doing a pretty extensive fall tour as well. That kind of goes, uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll be all over the place, yeah. We'll be on the road for a while. Yeah, I mean, this first leg kind of covers a lot of the eastern half of the country, and then 
Um, you know, and then we've got a New Year's run, but the next year we pick, we're going to pick up again. We'll announce the rest of those dates soon. I mean, we're going to be touring, you know, this album now for a while and try to hit hit everywhere in the U.S. and possibly beyond. Except, and, uh, except Atlanta. So, uh, it's coming. It's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's the thing is that we'll be um, much more stuff announced um, very, very soon for going into early 2019. So we're, yeah, we're going to, we'll be everywhere. If we're not there yet, we'll be there soon. Yeah. Now, so, and, and how did you get, um, how did you get obviously hooked up with, with lettuce? Are, are you on multiple, uh, is there multiple bands on that bill or is it just you and lettuce or, uh, uh, they have some special guests on those shows, but I believe I could be wrong, but I believe that it's just us and them on those shows. And, um, you know, we've been we've been fans of Lettuce for a long time oh, and yeah. over the last several years become um, friendly with a bunch of those guys. And, um, yeah, we're excited every time we get an opportunity to to do shows with them. Um, you know, we see them around all the time at all the festivals and stuff, and they're a really, really great band. So we're always very stoked to, to share a bill with those guys. Yeah, and that's another thing that a lot of people don't, don't realize is like you get to be a fan of um you know uh, some of the larger bands that in the world like the justin timberlakes and and all that i mean the the reality of it of you having any type of community with any fellow fans or or even getting close to any of those bands is just highly improbable and but what's really cool and unique about the funk element of bands like lettuce and galactic and new master sounds and and you guys and and just that whole lineup of different types of acts is that you can actually hang out with these guys on a regular basis you go to see you know lettuce at any point in time and they're always readily available to shake your hand and hang out and and just i mean it's really a a cool and unique environment that you just can't get in any other style of music. I mean, maybe blues maybe, but you know, there's not a whole bunch of styles of music that really kind of have that camaraderie that you just don't get it anywhere else. It's not possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of that festival um, community and, you know, that we were talking about earlier and um, you know, that's, that's the nature of this, this scene that we play in. I mean, yeah, as tours get bigger and bigger, obviously the experience is less and less personal, which is, which is, you know, one downside to that. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we love, we've become truly very good friends with a lot of our fans, you know, at this point where that, that line has, has been blurred to the point of now they are just our friends and that's different people all over the country, you know? So it's cool to, to build that community and see that really thrive. Yeah, it definitely is. Now, when is this, um, new album coming out? I actually, when people hear this, it may already be available. It's probably going to be because it's coming out on Friday, September 28th, which, um, yeah, at the Great. moment, it's just cool. a couple of days away. So yeah, it's out on Friday. Um, there's two singles already out, but yeah, the whole album out on Friday and, uh, can get uh, vinyl both online at any of our shows and of course it's available digitally, you know, everywhere, streaming, all that stuff. So tell me about the two singles that are already out. One of them is that song I mentioned, If I Ever Fall Asleep. So that was the one we did with uh, Jerry Harrison, which was which was a fun experience and kind of crazy because, you know, we 
really started the band uh, very much inspired in a way by the Talking Heads Stop Making Sense film. Um, And so to then work with Jerry as well as his uh, engineer that he works with a lot of the time, E.T. Thorngren, who, if you look up, has done a ton of stuff. Um, the two of them, I think, basically mixed the album for Stop Making Sense. And so that being such a huge influence on us was a real trip to get to work with them on uh, both a single we released last year on the run, as well as If I Ever Fall Asleep. Um, and we also just put out a, an in-studio video of us performing that song to at my studio here in Brooklyn. Um, so that was cool. And then Life in the City is the title track, which we made an animated video for. Um, cool. <laughs> you get to see all the band members as uh, animated characters, which is kind of fun. Um, and yeah, that one is the title track that we put that one out about a month ago. So those are the two two singles off the record and then we got some more more stuff in the works to follow up um but we're excited for people to finally hear hear the whole album it's uh we've been working on it for quite a long time so it feels good you know to get it out there yeah and i guess last month you had done a, a live concert filming uh i guess it was in pennsylvania we did. when's when is that coming out when when the people can be able to see that we're working on it right now um you know, we we want to see what the best way to release that is, and we're we're kind of remaining really open minded about it. A bunch of stuff will inevitably make it out onto you know YouTube and all that stuff, and and um, we're gonna have we filmed a ton. We filmed almost thirty songs, which is a ton of material for us, especially considering that some of our live arrangements are quite lengthy. So um, <laughs> it was a ton of music. And we're probably going to whittle it down for making one more cohesive, you know, film. And then we'll have a ton of stuff to work with um, to just get some great content out there on YouTube and all that. So we're kind of, we're kind of seeing how it goes. It's a lot, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of work as far as the video editing goes, but luckily we're working with an amazing um, director, um, Andy LaViolette, who did, um, all the snarky puppy videos that are, that a lot of people would oh, be familiar yeah. with, cool, um, yeah. you know, all family dinner and we like it here and all that stuff. So um, he is really awesome to work with and he's excited digging in and doing some, some editing and getting ready to present it to the world. So we don't know quite yet, uh, you know, what form it's going to be in, how long the whole thing will be. And that's, that's what we're in the process right now, figuring out, and it'll come out sometime uh, next year. Now tell me about this, this contest that happened with Nintendo cartridges. Oh yeah. This is kind of an interesting um, little marketing approach and, and kind of fill people in as to what this was about. Um, it's over it now, was, so you can't do it. Yeah, I would have loved time for him to not be able to do. It. Well, <laughs> well, basically, we sold a limited edition um, Nintendo game style USB cartridges that contained the album, so you could buy it in that form. It was a bundle along with other stuff, shirt, vinyl, and, and all that. Uh, but if you ordered the pre-order bundle that had this nintendo cartridge in it um you also entered a contest to win free turquoise tickets for life so that winner will be announced 
very soon, I think upon the release of the album. And, um, yeah, that was a fun thing, you know, because we've had this video game theme kind of going through the last, um, couple albums, Digitonium, Yep. The very the cover of it is actually the, the arcade game system that was an <laughs> arcade cool. game, and then the inside uh, liner note artwork is sort of like showing all the different levels in the game and all the different characters like Bijou and Percy who we mentioned earlier, right. and then this time around um, that that animated video that I mentioned for Life in the City the title track really is animated in kind of a Sega Genesis style, as you can plainly see when you watch it. Um, and um, the character, it continues on from our previous video on the run. The character kind of gets digitized and put into this computer video game world. So it's a theme we've continued exploring. So we felt like the Nintendo cartridge was kind of a, an appropriate um, accessory to go along the release well, that is actually really cool i, I love the you know the marketing you guys do it's obvious that you know somebody at the helm i don't know whether it's you or somebody that's with the band or maybe it's your management or whatever the case may be really knows how to kind of flip the switch on some of these marketing ideas just in the way that you present yourself and the continuity of the the elements that you put out from album covers to just the consistency without throughout who is really kind of at the helm of of those types of decisions well, my wife, Danny Brandwine, is the creative director for the band. So she's definitely at the helm for all that stuff. Um, you know, and in addition, working with a ton of really great visual artists who do, you know, the album art and tour posters. And she's kind of corresponding directly with them, along with uh, along with our management. Um, you know, it's 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 a team effort, but it helps to have her in place as sort of the, you know, the, the main, especially for, for all things visual, um, but just bigger, bigger picture concept stuff and helping us figure out, okay, going into this album cycle, what's the new vibe? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What types of things can we do and promote? And, and yeah, it's more than just a series of tour dates and a series of songs, you know, it's, it's creating a vibe and a direction for each new phase of the band, which, you know, she's really, really instrumental in and is an enormous part of what we do. That's really cool. Well, I mean, I want to thank you for taking time out of, of your day to actually come and talk a little bit about the album. I'm really excited to, to kind of hear some of it and <clears throat> I've actually been sent some of it. So I'm really getting into it. It's really cool. And I awesome. love the fact you guys are, are hitting all these places uh, on the East coast uh, including Nashville and and South Carolina and uh, different places in Tennessee, um, one yeah. uh, and definitely, obviously, a big shout out to the Swanee Halloween that's going to be happening in Live Oak, Florida, on October twenty eighth. Yeah, if, and if anybody wants to experience, you know, that really cool vibe, you know, really Woodstocky type of vibe, you you definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, you definitely have to hang out and go to uh, the Swanee Halloween because they just have. I mean, the amount of bands that are there at, at at that event in Live Oak is just really cool. And if you've never been to Live Oak, it's really neat. You kind of drive out into the middle of nowhere, and then you go down 
and you go down this street and then you drive into the woods into the even further into nowhere and then out in the middle of the woods is all these stages and areas where bands are set up and it's literally like camping but with live bands everywhere that you turn <laughs> it's yeah. just it's really cool yeah it's a it's a beautiful magical swamp like like swampland but in in the best way possible it's like these stages are sort of almost like infused with nature in some parts of it. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I don't know how they exactly they even get power out there, but they do yeah. manage. It. They so figure weird. it out. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. It's so weird. Yeah. So that's October 28th. <laughs> so that's that weekend. And it's just going to be very, very cool. But absolutely, man, Dave, thank you so, so much for, for coming on and, and joining and uh, definitely make sure if you are a fan of funk music and just stuff that's on the cutting edge, definitely head to their website which is turquoiseband.com which is t-u-r-k-u-a-z band.com and you can find all types of information there including their tour including um, information about the music and the albums and merchandise and all that stuff and i cannot thank you enough for stopping in and and doing this brother thank you so much thank you appreciate it and hopefully we'll see you on the best of 2018 Yes, I hope so. (laughs) All right, Dave. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. 